Welcome back to the Cones and Doe Show Fitness Hour with all the hot bro tips on getting fucked up. First, you're gonna need to weigh your dick on a hot day. You're gonna need three times that weight in meat protein. Each serving of vegetables should be the same size as your ball bag. And you should never eat more carbs than you can fit inside your own asshole. Welcome, welcome back to the Cones and Doe Show, and uh, before Happy New Year, Happy New Year, and I, I guess I just want to get straight off the bat is to address the allegations from the Australian Consumer Corruption Commission. Uh, we have not taken any money from the Illuminati, despite what they say, and despite the allegations. We are completely independent, and they've just a few gifts. We declared them. Um, so you know, these allegations. There's not much in it, right? That's just what I wanted to clear up. How are you, Doe? Fresh. How you been? Do you have a good uh, good New Year's? Yeah, it wasn't too bad actually. Uh, You're yeah. just chilling, or yeah, just chilling. Um, on a side note, it makes my parents crazy saying New Year's. Apparently, New Year's. New Eve. Year's. This is what I try and tell them, right? They're like, "Oh, what does it mean, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day?" <laughs> but um, it's just the period of New Year's. I think. I think it's like a word like y'all or use. It's not like yeah, it is a bit of a mash word. It's not days. grammatically correct, but like <laughs> use guys do this or y'all do that. It's like just a plural you. So, so in answer to your question, I had a pretty good New Year's. Nice. I was um I was skating home on on New Year's after being at my mate's place and. It was about eight in the morning, just mm-hmm. coming through the main part of Manly, and I'd been skating for a couple of hours or whatever. I was stinky and just hadn't slept, sure. and was kind of like in the mood, like, "Oh, I'm going home. I'm going home." And what I, time was it? Eight in the morning. Yeah, and I totally gimp- gimped this opportunity I had so hard. If it was a Craigslist thing, I guess I'd put it on misconnections. But <laughs> but but she managed to escape you and run away, or I was squatting on my skateboard coming on the gentle like downhill into Manly, right? And I'm like sit skating like for a decent like hundred meters. And I had headphones on blaring. Like I was saying, it was at the end of basically a marathon, so I'm pretty much Martin Lawrence at this point, like dehydrated and jogging through the streets saying insane shit. But, yeah. And um, I noticed that someone yelled out to me or something, and I turned around, and it was these two girls. Um, one was this quite cute-looking little hot blonde, blonde girl and her uh, mate that looked like her um, cock blocker friend or something. <laughs> No offense, if I had a place, I would have invited them both back in an instant. But uh, I just <coughs> wasn't in the right frame of mind for it. And she's like, oh, can I have a go of your skateboard? And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gave her a go of my skateboard mm-hmm. rolling into Manly. And then after not long, she's like, oh, okay, cool. And that was done. And I'm like, oh, sort of exchanging niceties, like, what did you do last night? And all that kind of stuff. Sure. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to work on the other side of the street now, like on the beach or whatever, because we're on the harbour front. And sure. it's like you know the beach side yeah and uh i was like oh okay cool have a good one see ya and skated up the street and about 200 meters up the street i was yeah. just like oh fuck like yeah what the fuck am i doing like yeah. i at least should have asked this girl for a number so yeah it's like that feeling when i took she a, looked like she was in the same state i was there so it's like that feeling when i took a girl to see a downfall that hitler movie on a first date once <laughs> That's true, and yeah, so it's like yeah, afterwards, just like why, why was I thinking that? But uh, but I, I enjoyed. The I was break. like, oh, you're going home. I'm going home too. Cool, let's both go home. Woo, see ya. Well, you got to get in the right frame of mind. I did. I was retarded. Yeah, but the thing was, 
if I hadn't got into that frame of mind and been so retarded on <laughs> New Year's Eve, mm. I wouldn't have been going home at that time. So I got to suck it up and learn how to deal with the the really gnarly, um, the gnarly shit. Well, when, you got you, When you're in a fucked up mental state, you still got to have that shit on. You just got to remember about women is that they're like snakes. <laughs> <laughs> they're more scared of you than you are of them, right? <laughs> And also the fucking like slippery. Well, that's why I thought it was fucking glorious as well, because it's like the first day of the year. What a way to bring in the new year of um, like getting hailed on the side of a road like a taxi while I'm riding my skateboard by a couple of well, maybe this cute is, young girls. Maybe yeah. this is going to be some sleepless in Seattle shit, and she'll hear this podcast. I, th- I think it's more just an omen for the year that's coming for me. Really, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not selecting anyone in particular, but you know. If, yeah. if you want to hail me on the side of the street, girls, give it a go. I might pull over for you. Mm. Yeah, it's the wrong kind of board on an ass, I guess, huh? <laughs> but, okay, well, that was good. Well, oh, I, I, think, I think I honestly probably fucked it up with my um, personal interplay just being, like, so, so you know, ignorant to the situation that was going on. I thought you were about to say I thought I fucked up with my personality. <laughs> no. So if you're listening, lady, Doe is a lovely guy and shit. Um, just gotta, you've got to strike while the iron is hot, you know? Yeah, I'll date you for a week, for sure. <laughs> it could lead to a month or a year. Yeah, but you know that's that's you know sexual politics. It's tricky. It's a tricky issue, I suppose. So that was kind of gnarly. But yeah. um, the other, <laughs> just because that reminded me of an, another situation, uh, went and saw Lagwagon pretty recently, like Excellent. a month. A mutual favorite band of ours. Yeah, a month or six weeks ago, whatever it was, and. Um, I was walking through the city with another friend of mine, uh, Paul, and we were walking up George Street from Circular Quay because we got there early enough to be like, oh, I think we're going to make the main band and not have to rush up there. Mm -hmm. So we're walking up George Street from Circular Quay. Got about maybe half, three quarters of the way up to the metro and was crossing a street at the lights as the the lights changed, like it gave us the green man to walk and stuff, right? And... As we started crossing, I noticed this other girl crossing at the same intersection, which was just like four lanes, not very long. And within that crossing, like we were like looking at each other and I looked at her and then she was looking, like checking me out when I looked at her. Then she looked up and looked at me. But by the time she started looking up and I noticed that I'd started looking down, checking her out, right? Mm. And it was just like, oh, and then we both looked at each other and it was like, oh, like she was blushing and I was probably laughing on the inside. And then I looked to my mate on the left and I'm like, oh, man, me and that girl just eye-raped the shit out of each other. And he's like, yeah, it looked like you needed a cigarette. <laughs> so that was a that was pretty good effort as well. But Isn't rape non-consensual, though? This sounds like it was consensual. Yeah, I guess it was um, not, not the correct word, but you know, so you my, know what I'm saying. My question, if we're getting existential about it... We violated each other with the, our eyes. Sure, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I get that feeling every time I walk past the playground. But, um, <laughs> but with regards to this particular situation, you know, what, what governs governs that moment in time? You know, some, the sliding doors type, that little moment between between strangers. Is that some sort of universal consciousness? And if so, why does it make it so hard? I think I would have been able to do something. It's just the situations that it. Ke- yeah, I get what you're saying. It keeps popping up in these difficult situations, so that you have to either stop what you're doing to to harness that fucking moment 
or you're never going to do it well Hitler called it the triumph of the will and I think that that's what you know without putting too fine a point on it without all the genocide and stuff it's about that that will in that moment otherwise you're uh, I, I heard a quote once which says all man is a bubble and all the world a storm and so you know that you know is it that verse you know do we make our own destinies would you talk to Gwyneth Paltrow before those doors shut on the train you know um, so I guess Craigslist sorts that out with mixed connections and shit right yeah I'm living in the moment more every day. Excellent, that's good. It's fucking sweet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's 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 good. But uh, yeah, in that frame of mind, though, do you reckon any um any gig will ever compare to the the Bataclan for the Eagles of Death Metal? Compare oh for that for that band. Like you know how No Effects in backstage passport they kind mm-hmm. of chase third world type gigs yep. for that oh, that yeah, feeling yeah. of that raw yeah. when they were coming up and everything was fucked but then other um, people have peaks you know like Queen at Wembley or whatever yeah. or like yeah but now that they've had this fucked up thing that's just like so it's horrific but it's like it must have been such a fucked up like adrenaline rush and it's like oh, it's the most fucked up thing ever totally but yeah, I don't know but they were all sort of probably hipsters and they were probably looking around afterwards like this place is dead man like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that um, any gigs are ever going to come close to that. Come close to that for them. You reckon they, they peaked in their life like that kid that had the party or whatever, Corey Worthington? They peaked. Well, not I'm, not really, I'm not really sure about it. I was saying it to be border, borderline offensive and all fucked up and funny, but at the same time, if you think about it so far, it could hmm. actually be this weird conundrum that nothing's re- no gig's ever going to be as exciting as that one again. Well, yeah, I know it was a bit, but I'm in a f- philosophical frame of mind, I guess, today. And, like, it, it, you know, it makes me wonder, like, the one that always gets into my head, if you haven't seen it, go type in, like, Queen Under Pressure Live Wembley. Uh, it's one where Freddie Mercury yeah, has a, ye- a yellow jacket and he starts the crowd before And there's 100,000 people and he's fucking... He's like a musical dictator, basically, just telling him what to do. And, yeah. And then at the end, they get it wrong, and he's like, fuck you. It's like the coolest shit I've ever seen. It's the best, yeah. like one of the best rock star things. So, yeah. How, well, how, check the shit out of that. How would you fucking live a normal life, after, you know, apart from that? Being her or like, you know, Peter Andre or whatever? I guess just being a pincushion for the boys. Freddie Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep pushing the envelope. Yeah. Or breaching it. Push the envelope, find out what the test results came back as. <laughs> um, well, speaking of mortality, I guess uh, I heard, you know, I like overhearing things, as we all do. We sort of like eavesdropping a bit. And, uh, you know, I live in terraced housings and my window was open the other day and uh, could hear the neighbours next door to us, right? And you yeah. just overhear. I love a little out of context. Was con- it rough? Out of was context. it loving? Well, it's funny you should mention that first one. Okay, <laughs> this this is the exact quote and it's got a pause and that's all leave that in there too, okay? All right, just let me bring it up. It's my fucking dog. I'm going to bury him. Like that was it, out of context? Yeah, on, the fo- <laughs> on the phone. That's like I t- go in the toilet, start taking a slash, and just hear a guy on the phone, like right next door. It's my fucking dog. I'm going to bury it. Bury him, probably. He probably wasn't calling it. I took it literal when you first said it, but then it didn't take long for literal, me to start going other. Literal. Literally. As in, oh, as in, like, what? Dig that up. he had to dig a hole and bury his <laughs> dog. Way, yeah. And then afterwards, I'm like, no, nah, he's probably just talking about it. Talking about yeah, that. I had to bury dick. a son, yeah. Talking about his dick again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's my dog. I'm gonna fucking bury it, cunt. You know, I don't care if it gets spots on it. I already called it spot. 
<laughs> it's like the dog. Just wrote a fucking book about it. But uh, there was a third part to it, actually. I think it was, it's my fucking dog. Dot, dot, dot. I'm going to bury it. And then like a longer pause. Right? But yeah. <laughs> I think it was about his dick. Burying his dog. Yeah, burying it. Sorry. Burying. <laughs> so it's called burying the dog, right? And that's, that's for sexual intercourse? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a new one for everyone. So bring the dog... Okay, there's another animal involved there, but we don't need to get too vulgar about it. It doesn't really make sense when you talk about that either, so... So, yeah, but you had a good New Year's, I think, was the result of this. You got home safe and sound? Yeah, it was good, man. It was yeah. good. I was wearing this, um, this white shirt with a... It's like a massive gold weed leaf with a skull in the middle of it, sort of like a skull and a weed leaf instead of crossbones. <laughs> All right, okay. And when I was walking home, I forgot I had it on, and then some cops in a car were giving me a bit of a, a long gaze, and then I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all right. I stopped jaywalking when I saw him. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I had an encounter with the cops the other day, and it was I was looking for change out the side of my house, and where I live, it's sort of like a very mixed area, but like we live in a decent terrace and not, you know, not fantastic, but there's big public housing estates opposite, and uh, there's free parking out there. I had my car parked there, and I was out late at night, and just looking for change, right, just down the bottom, because I needed it for something or whatever. And after a little bit, I had the door open with my legs sticking out, and I hear just the car pull up next to me and look idly over, and I'm like, okay, it's the cops or whatever. And um, uh, this is like a Waterloo kind of area, yeah. for people know Sydney. So he comes up, and he's like, you right, mate? And I'm like, yeah, 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 so I'm just looking for change or whatever. And he's like, mm, what's the number number plate of your car? So I say what it is, you know, like S-E-X-Y-B-O-I. And, uh, yeah, so, and he's like, oh, okay, okay, sorry, we just had a few calls about, like, car break-ins and stuff, and I was sort of focusing, I didn't even really get up and look him at the face, because as soon as it pulled up, and I saw it was a cop, I was sort of like, I'm in the right, and as loathsome as I am willing to admit it, that was some cl- pretty classic sort of middle-class white privilege there, <laughs> but in a neighbourhood where I'm sure the cops can be quite cunts and shit, I can get away with sort of, like, you know, looking a bit sus at night in the car like da, 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 the cops come up and like I don't even bother looking at them and they're still <laughs> sort of friendly anyway I just thought it was interesting so yeah it's weird <laughs> right outside your place too yeah right outside yeah. my place and stuff and shit yeah it would have been fine in the end but it was kind of cool that you just gave, you gave them <laughs> but yeah whatever yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry it wasn't an amazing story but <laughs> we'll cut it out if that's still in here, you know it went poorly. <laughs> I was chilling with my um, friend Luke the other day, and he was like, how are you going to get a girl with a password on your phone? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess it's a pretty good point, but fuck. I don't have one on my phone. <laughs> it's because I just text her all the bad shit anyway. But um, uh, so, so what's the implication of what he's saying there? Is I don't know, he was acting like I'm sketchy because I've got a key code on my phone but I think it's more because I'm a gimp and I would be scared of leaving my phone somewhere rather than trying to stop anyone looking at my shit sort of like I'll show you my dick you're showing a dick it's sort of like I don't know I was just reminded of in Silicon Valley like Russ Hammond and coming in and being like this guy fucks like like about about you that's how he's thinking about it Um, but I don't know what do you keep on your phone Uh, I don't know some of my email and messages and shit no, it doesn't matter at all. That's what I meant. I, was, I thought it was a, f- a fucked up comment for him to make because I'd never even thought of it that way. And I was like, oh, I guess you got half a point. Half a point, hey? 
How are you going to get a girl without a passport on your phone? No, how are you going to get a girl with a passport? Oh, with a, on your well, phone? with a okay. yeah, like you're sketchy, can okay, you're, okay, if you are sketchy. Yeah. Um, well, fucking, I mean, treat them mean, keep them keen, I guess. But, um, you want access to the phone. Or yeah, yeah. Act shady. You don't have to earn it. Yeah, act a bit shady, <laughs> get the bit of gravy, you know? <laughs> Hide the secrets, act like Seacrest. <laughs> Another one of his epic stories he was telling me lately as well mm-hmm. was a friend of his um, has been buying kids' meals at this local snack shop for like 30 years right all right and the, the people at the store like i think he was either short on money or something and they finally called him on it and they're like look mate it's a kid's meal right and he was like i've been buying them since i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> like using it as this cool excuse to keep buying kids meals they're like yeah fuck <laughs> yeah use that in the movies and shit like i want a child ticket and then arc up when they go into question that's pretty cool i like it <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Is, are those kids' meals normally? I always wonder when I see them in pubs and shit. And, you know, it's like get a few nuggets and fries, and it's a kids' meal. And when I've been a bit skint, you know, six dollars looks better than like thirteen. So, <laughs> can you just go in and get them? I think you can still get happy meals, yeah, because like parents would pick them up to take away and all that kind of shit. It'd be funny if you go in and eat in and get happy meal and shit. Yeah, you could probably still do it because all these adults would want those toys and shit anyway. Like, I think Macca's is a whole different kettle of fish, mate. I heard the other day, oh yeah, <laughs> a whole different kettle of fish. Um, it was a there's sort of a one of these sort of queer progressive academics, right? Who's like, oh, I'm against gender roles. Yeah. And she tweeted, she's got a big following. I forget her name. Roxanne Gay. That's it. Um, and uh, yeah, she tweeted like, oh, I can't believe this. I was just at Macca's or McDonald's or whatever and I asked for a Happy Meal and the cashier said like boy or girl these are the gender binaries that we need to like eliminate and shit like that right <laughs> and then luckily some other people called her out being like you're you know you're on the side of the oppressed but you're this like well paid celebrity academic who's just calling out someone getting paid like six dollars an hour kind of thing and asking you which version of the toy you want and the toy you what want. what your child associates as yeah yeah exactly and, <laughs> Yeah, it's a boy or girl version. Wrong, out the door. <laughs> yeah, I love I love it when they fuck that shit up hard. In Sweden, apparently, they've tried to change. There's a they've got a masculine word and a feminine word, and use it for stuff. And <laughs> the push by the progressives there, progressive feminists, is to just use one word for all of it. So, uh, and it's like their language suits themselves to that. But you know, as far as I'm concerned, James Bond's always going to be a white man. <laughs> Is Hollywood going to say different soon, or...? Yeah, who, are we gonna, who can we get us at, maybe? Get Denzel. I think Nicki Minaj, maybe. That's all <laughs> shit. Denzel's a bit old, I think, to play Bond and shit. Yeah. How about the, the guy from the new Star Wars movie? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he has the, um... Well, I don't know, yeah, maybe he's got that kind of cheese to him. Yeah, he's pretty I was thinking, oh, he's got to be cool, but then I was trying to think of James Bond. I'm like, it's cheesy as fuck anyway, so yeah, it probably goes, yeah. He's meant to be super dark and haunted these days, so as well, too. <laughs> like, ooh, I'm more serious, but Daniel Craig only really had this one Zoolander face, too. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, I was going to ask your opinion on Star Wars, but sorry if you're in the middle of something there. If not, I'd like to know what you thought of the new one. I'm I'm both ways about it. I don't want to nerd out too hard on here, but... No, it's, I mean, it's a big movie. I wanted to chat about it, so... Um, I liked it 
if it was like a standalone movie and it didn't have anything to do with Star Wars, I think I would have quite liked it. Yeah. And I sort of do still like it. And yeah. as a Star Wars movie, even it looked exactly like yeah. I don't know. You think it kind of should, but yeah. the way the story and the characters and everything played out felt more like a TV movie than a real movie. Yeah. And, and then it's not even this next bit's not even from me it's more from like a George Lucas article I read mm-hmm. and um, after hearing it I was like oh yeah I can see that and it's like they're, they're just making it's like a reflection of a new hope it's mm-hmm. basically a new hope again just subbing characters for different things and yep. putting a girl in the main role and it's it's just I don't know it seems is, like it's yeah. this new TV version that looks epic movie and then it's like feminized and has all that sort of all that you know fucked up banter going back and forth sort of like we were saying was in Terminator Genesis yeah, the sassy and Joss Whedon dialogue which yeah, was like, a bit of I guess in the original I don't mind it too much but then there was like inside jokes back to the old movies yep. and shit and that was pissing me off because I'm like what the fuck's the point of that it didn't have a consistent tone with it I think <laughs> they were trying to revisit the original one and sort of like reboot it and also introduce new characters and stories for us to care about but if you went like scene to scene I'm sure I'd be like oh that opening was epic and then yeah, oh yeah, this yeah. bit was wild that planet that fucking sucked stars up was a cool idea yeah. you know like it had lots of really good shit to it but I gotta admit that like you know I'm not a hu- huge like fanboy but uh, I did sort of like nerd out a little bit the one the thing I really liked about the originals was that it was when I was into like planes and shit and the X-Wings and the TIE Fighters and all that shit so I couldn't help myself even when I was like rolling my eyes at the dialogue <laughs> when they're like yeah yeah and like get out of the X-Wings or like fucking steal a TIE Fighter I actually had like a, a bit of a bit of a nerd smile on my face enjoying yeah. that and stuff but that chick okay the problem with her and I don't want to be too, too Daisy Ridley yeah I don't want to be be miso about it but I was talking to my girlfriend I think there's a fair point she mentioned it to, she mentioned this to me too is that there's nothing wrong with having a strong female protagonist right as well too like we've seen it fucking you know in, ton, in a ton of movies and enjoyed it but the fact that she's sort of occupying that main protagonist bit and then also at other times she's the damsel in distress <laughs> sort of bit that's a fair point yeah you see what I mean it's like so she was Luke That's, Skywalker I just sort of generalised and just said the characters were written weakly <laughs> but yeah like well this is I think that's, that's a, a good point though Yeah, it's a structural problem that's I mean, a good way to point it out because female protagonists are going to be sort of different than male protagonists even though I know that's a terribly essentialist thing to say these days <laughs> and stuff right or whatever but we all know it's true it's a sign of the times mate we all know it's true and it doesn't quite work on, on our brain and I wouldn't have necessarily had a problem with you know, we've seen a billion strong chick characters and they could have made her, like, you know, and made it convincing, but then she's just fucking... Playing that devil's advocate, though, I think um, it could be a reflection of modern, like, women and stuff in the way that they can just so flippantly turn from that, you know, going going hard on you and calling you a piece of shit to the damsel in distress in the, in the next second. Like, I think Bill Burr had a really good bit on it about how, you know, there's no... <laughs> There's no lesbians on the sinking Titanic or some shit like that. You know what I mean? It's like as soon as the ship's going down, they're all combing their hair and fucking. Oh yes, yes, women and children first when that suits. You know? So there's no atheists, <laughs> no atheists in foxholes, no lesbians on the Titanic, and no straight guys in prison. <laughs> or oh, no feminists on the Titanic or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not yeah. lesbians, feminists. Sorry, I don't know. Fuck. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. lesos. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have. This is going to sound really gay, but one time I was watching Super up on SBS, right, and they had this Swedish movie I forget what it was called but it was about two 
like 14 year old lesbian girls at high school right it's not what you're thinking and stuff it's like this super moving thing about them sort of dealing with that sexuality and like you know their parents and stuff and a really involving movie and it pretty much had no male characters and I love it but this chick in the new one she just pissed me off fucking hell yeah yeah True Grit that girl's pretty good True Grit yeah, yeah that, that, there's, that there's plenty fun. of good ones Madeline Stowe in 12 Monkeys like yeah yeah like every, heaps of movies where girls hold a decent character and it's solid the whole time but yeah I don't know I couldn't I couldn't cop to it and I think it was because I got honey dicked by the prequels as well and yeah. didn't realise that they weren't as good as I thought they were for like a year yeah. <laughs> and then well, this one I went into a bit more broad like oh I'm going to try and try and accept it for what it is not watch too much shit and I well, still yeah. got a little bit disappointed there well yeah I mean just I'm finally on that point I don't even want to like you know bring it up but I think something like that even if you think about her being that if you think about how it takes you out of the immersion and stuff then it's a little bit of, of that and that's before we even come to the fact that there's supposedly black people in space but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah I, I enjoyed I actually it. quite liked him yeah I, I didn't mind him. him I enjoyed yeah. him more than I thought I would yeah. as well and stuff so it was pretty cool, but uh, I got to say I, I enjoy parts of it. But it could have sort of also been a Star Trek or an Avengers movie directed by J.J. Abrams. Totally, it? totally. Yeah, it's like they gayed up Star Wars a bit. It's, yeah, pretty, it's pretty lame, but at the same time, it's the best one we've had for what thirty years yeah. or something. So like I was everyone's just... jizzing everywhere and seeing it a million times. It's going to break all the records tomorrow or some yeah. shit. It's already gone past Titanic today. Or yesterday. Really? Yeah. I actually saw it out of the fucking. Um, uh, driving, getting blazed. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Wicked. But uh, yeah, so that's Star, Wars, that's Star Wars for you. Well, yeah, like, yeah. I'm probably going to see it again in 2D because I saw it in 3D. And oh, has it been intense? It was, right, but I, I, I it was still alright, but I kind of want to see what's on the rest of the screen because um, 3D tends to draw your focus to a point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It'll yeah. be like you're supposed to look here, and yeah, I don't know. They 2D would probably be a bit better. They fuck with my eyes a little bit as well, too. Um, but that's because I wear glasses like a like a big dumb nerd or whatever. Too. At the same time that I'm like, um, you know, like oh, I don't really like like the lead actress. Mm-hmm. I could it could be like this or oh, this short circuit in my brain that just um I can't handle that particular accent. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, like, it is that accent. It's, it's the Khaleesi from Game of Thrones accent sort of thing. Yeah, but I don't even know. It was just like it I was can... just wrong, and it was so hardcore, over the top. No one else in the galaxy spoke like that and <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, it was just so fucked up. And then I found myself like I watched the first twenty minutes or something, and it was like this crazy Tie Fighter escape yeah, from I, the fucking Star Destroyer flying. Yeah, it's just cool, blowing yeah. my mind. Yeah, and then when. <laughs> after a while and I said this to my brother and his friends after the end of the movie yeah. and I'm not sure if they like liked my comment because they were all kind of yeah, like yeah, really that. enjoying it and um, I was like oh yeah. every time she opened her mouth it made me want to stab myself in the eardrums um, but I think the well, my girlfriend mentioned the same thing as you she's like she's got that Kieran Knightley thing where it's like <laughs> just his big mouth vowel enunciating things and come like, on R2 yeah you're like oh shut the fuck up <laughs> um and <laughs> But uh, it could just be me being mean as well because um, I got bashed on gas one night, and I think it was by these two English English tourists. Or um, when you say bashed locals. on gas, what do you mean? I'd been out at this cricket dinner mm-hmm. right, um, in the city, probably when I was about twenty two, twenty three. I've been wanting to hear this actually. And, uh, <laughs> we were drinking really, really hard at this Korean barbecue with all the cricket boys, and nice. it was also one of the guys' birthday party as well. So to add extra to the fact we were going there, they're like, "Oh, we'll make a crazy hat night as well." 
and I ended up wearing a hard hat, right? Like a construction uh-huh. worker's hat. Like, yeah, yeah we're doing all this <clears throat> stuff for the night. I think we were in Darling Harbour, and I remember at one point climbing on to these, there were these um, shade cloth kind of things mm. that are like suspended like 10, 15 feet up in the air. Yeah. And like climbed up on those and was fucking around up on these shade cloths like a complete maniac. And then. Yeah. I think some of our other friends were doing lines of going on the stairs there, sure. just in public and shit. Yep. And it was just out of control, young boys doing what sure. they do. Being, being bad boys, yeah. And yeah, eventually <laughs> I got a cab home that night mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know, fuck, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> really going drinking to um, anyone to major excess. You can find fun moments, but... I found myself having a borderline psychotic episode. Yeah, it always ends up at that point if you keep going, doesn't it? Because I got home to Manly and got out of the cab, or I went to get out of the cab I was in and figured I didn't have any money, right? And I'm like, oh shit, I don't have any money. Sure. So the cab is like, oh, oh thinking I'm, I'm so fucked. Oh, you got to leave something? So I left him my phone. Yeah. And my phone was all smashed and broken and shit already, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then I went and got the money out, came back, paid him and got my broken phone back sure. like if, right. if I had any words about me I would have just been like yeah get the fuck out whatever yeah. like but I was being nice at this point still and like how much was him. the fare it was probably like 80 yeah, bucks 100 sure, bucks yeah. I paid him got my shit back um, started walking home and then I should I should have just got the cab because I think it's because I had to get the money out hmm. I should have just got the cab the rest of the way up my street right mm-hmm. In hindsight. Yeah, I was wondering why uh, this story... But when occurs. I went back, paid the cab, and got my phone out and stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'll just walk up the street. At the bottom of the like hill, sort of? A kilometre, yeah, probably, right, sure. you know? Not far, nothing much Maybe happen, a bit right? more, but... Nothing can happen, though. <laughs> befriended these English people within the first few, like, you know, 50 metres of my mm-hmm. walk to the harbour front and shit, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, probably talking so much shit. Sorry, like what time of day maniac. was this? I can't remember this okay. shit properly at all, because I pieced it together the next day. What like, time of day was it? Just um, probably like two in the morning okay, or something, cool. you know? Yep, you befriended the English guys. Walking along, chatting with them for a while, and then at some point, like, a third of the way home, like, not even that far, um, I started looking for my phone in my pockets, which I did get back. And I couldn't find it because I was like, oh, like so fucked, like so fucked. Just checking just below my belt, like with my hands and stuff. And then probably checking just in the tops of my pockets and like, oh, my <laughs> thinking to myself in this crazy fucking state, like, oh, all my pockets are empty oh, and shit. Fuck, oh, shit. Fuck. And then instantly. Yeah. Oh, these cunts stole my fucking phone. <laughs> and I started griefing them, but not even. I wasn't. It, like, I'm not really ever. Like there can be moments when I get no, angry, but yeah, I'm not really yeah, ever yeah, this yeah. violent, angry person. This is why the story right? amazes me. Yeah. And I'm like, I started just like harassing these people to give me my phone back, right? And I'm like, nah. But seriously, like, I don't mind that you took it or whatever, but you have to give it back because like I'm going home and I need my phone to like go home and I'm pretty sure I ranted like this to these people this, that's the last thing I remember is just ranting like a motherfucker harassing these people for my phone and it's all in little snippets and shit yeah and then the next thing I remember I opened my eyes and I was like <laughs> on the sidewalk on the way home and I could see a couple of people up the street maybe 50 metres or even further 100 metres or something up the street and I'm like <laughs> oh trying to figure what's going on <laughs> got up walked home still couldn't remember what the fuck happened at this point like mm-hmm. walked home got home went to bed 
woke up in the morning and then started trying to figure out what the fuck happened the next Pissing night it together. and pulled all my pockets out and shit and I pulled out this broken phone <laughs> and I'm like oh shit oh shit <laughs> like I just remembered instantly like oh I had a phone oh I thought I my phone got stolen oh I, th- I was harassing some people for my phone and then like oh and then I looked at my hard hat and I had this massive <laughs> black scuff mark that was like a couple of inches long on the fucking hard hat as if I'd either been punched out and then oh. kicked in the fucking head yeah. on the ground or I'd just harassed them to the point that I just exhausted myself and passed out on the side. Or the, he probably at that point only had to like, with one hand, push me and I would have fallen yeah. onto the fucking ground, you know? And then probably just gave me a good one in the hard hat for yeah. a fucking kicking, you know? Like, and I don't fucking blame the guy, man. Yeah. I was fucking out of control. Good thing you were in that, what mate. What the fuck? But I think maybe, I think <laughs> maybe that story is the reason that I don't like Daisy Ridley. <laughs> She fucking got that voice, doesn't she? Oh, so it sort of triggers you and shit, right? Yeah, and I just hear that fucking voice and I'm like, no, nah, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I just want to punch you. Oh my god, didn't you kick me in the head? <laughs> what if they had stolen your phone and then fucking when, they totally when you found out about it, they did it and shit? Oh, and that, then they fucking put that's it. That's a decent point. Put it back and they're like, this is a piece of shit. That's a fair point. Let's frame this guy. But I think it was more me being psychotic because it was like a guy and his girlfriend yeah you know it was I know, just, oh, I know it was, what you mean about that accent like you know I find it hard to watch Vinnie Jones hey I was the bad news that night I can admit it <laughs> I find it hard to watch Vinnie Jones talk for too long and shit and yeah if that had, <laughs> if that had happened to me so yeah that's, that's a fair point but uh, God, I think I, it's com- combination yeah god I wish I had a fucking video of that yeah it would have been fucking funny yeah that would have been awesome <laughs> You should have seen me in Darling Harbour earlier. Yeah. Fucking scaling shade class and being an idiot. I think security or something made me get down. Yeah. Fuck, that's pretty I probably cool. commando rolled it down and then just dropped off the side. Yeah. You think you can do all these good stunts when you piss? It's cool. The alcohol does do that a bit. I remember a, a good friend, uh, Mr. Coffee and shit, who, you know, before, like, he loves taking photos. And I went out a lot after I started meeting him and shit. And I don't get that drunk and don't do that much or whatever. And seriously, this was like, I just met him, but was becoming good friends pretty quickly kind of thing. And uh, and we went out to a party, and then the next day and shit, like, there's just a photo of me, like, with the biggest fucking smile on my face from the night before, pouring, like, a 40, 40 a beer all over the front of a cop car, like, ha, 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 with a massive smile. You didn't remember it at all? I don't remember it. And <laughs> I never do that sort of shit. And then, fucking, and then there's a video of me fucking puking in the toilet telling Luke to fuck off, so. <laughs> Mr. Coffee, sorry. I'm sure he won't mind. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the alcohol just sort of fucking... Yeah, it makes people angry, huh? It angers up the blood. Yeah, that fucking speed and alcohol... Yeah, good time. ...can go so long all night, but it just yeah. hits that... There's just a wall where blackout drunk meets psychotic idiot. Yeah. And it's fucking... It's gnarly. Fortunately, I'm not too much of a gnarly guy, and all I did was harass some people in this pretty gentle way, but... <laughs> <laughs> if if it was some it was some fucking angry dude, imagine what you'd be doing. You'd be jerking off in the street and just kicking kicking cars in. Fucking. Totally. That fucking the guy that did that Coney video a few years ago, he was arrested fucking I think naked on ice in a street in San Diego, fucking masturbating and shit. Yeah, it seems like um it does make you want to jerk it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's why you got to go out and fucking meet more girls at crossings so you've got something to remember when you come home and jerk off. Oh, I'm not on ice, but yeah, I get your point. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, sorry if I'm <laughs> sorry if I'm being cunt today. Am I being cunt? No. All right, it's good. Yeah. Well, let's just talk about how I was a cunt. You're allowed to be a cunt. All right, ah. cool. All right. Well, Didn't I say that um, Eagles are death metal? I'm never gonna have a fucking gig as good as that one. You did That's say. a bit of a cunt thing to say. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Well, I believe we talk, <laughs> I believe we talked about Chad Kroger fucking dissuading the terrorists and shit as well too. <laughs> but um, you know, we try and look from a different point of view at the cones of dough, and that shit, that's a good point. Will they ever have a a gig? It's like that. It's like fucking when. Oh, you know, what's a massive band that's lost their front man or whatever? Like Nirvana and shit kind of thing, you know? Mm. They're never going to be Nirvana again. Even yeah, if totally. they find some Estonian guy on YouTube that sounds like Kurt Cobain. I just watched Montage of Heck and Soaked in Bleach recently as well. What's Montage of Heck is a recent documentary about Nirvana, right? From yeah. Home video. They both are, really. They both and the are. second one's got a bit of... Uh, docudrama footage you mm. know like actors portraying them but it's, sure, okay. it's done way better than you would expect uh-huh. um, but watch them in that order as well if you do okay because <laughs> montage of hex like pretty legit just shows everything from the sort of mainstream and just you know point of view up to his death and doesn't really say anything about his death mm-hmm. and then soaked in bleach is like this fucked up revisiting of um Tom Grant's audio recordings of Courtney Love and all this stuff. Oh, really? <coughs> and it doesn't doesn't conclusively prove anything bad about Courtney Love in terms of like, oh, she got him killed or murdered or blah, blah, blah. But even just the way that she <coughs> talks in this fucking shit, it's just... She was, like, so out of control. Like, yeah. save the American icon, Tom! <laughs> and, like, all these... These yeah. fucking nutcase lines, like it's, they found a um, apparently they found this note, like there's a backpack she left at her lawyer's house, and then she goes away, right? Uh-huh. Kurt's been missing. Lawyer looks in the backpack. There's these two random notes in there. One of them is a handwriting practice sheet with letters on it, and like yeah. matching letters trying to do this writing that apparently looks like Kurt's right yeah and the other one's a piece of paper that says get arrested and then she went and got arrested for like drug possession or something and like got that all through the news and then when she got out from that put a call into the alarm systems company because his body still hadn't been found in the greenhouse yet yep put a call into the alarm system company as soon as she got out because it still hadn't been found to go install an alarm in the greenhouse because there's been all these burglaries and shit lately mm. so it's just another one of those things that oh could be this massive coincidence but like so much fucked up weird shit going yeah, on I mean, she's yeah. just talking so whack to this I mean, this maybe, investigator but- guy and he starts telling her like look like I'm going to start looking for the truth and like oh I'm going to do it pro bono and she's like, just being so sarcastic and trashy yeah, and she and doesn't so even right. really care that he's yeah. going to keep going on with it and stuff and I don't know it's just it doesn't prove anything really about her but I'd still say to watch it because it just gives you a bad feeling <laughs> yeah I mean it's sort of I imagine it's like when I watched The Doors recently Jim Morrison who also died at 27 yeah. uh, of a heroin overdose or whatever he's like his sort of girl was there in the apartment with him and I don't know if it happened like this or whatever but it was like Jim, Jim he'd gone to take a bath and then comes out and sort of looks at him and like feels him and she obviously cares deeply for him it's not like she killed him at all but she just looks at him and she's like oh, Jim like realising he's dead but like oh Jim like this was going to happen eventually and I doubt Courtney Love even has as much integrity of that I mean it's it obviously was such a crazy sort of bipolar relationship that he could have it's plausible to me that, that he, he was just about to be himself. divorcing her. 
Yeah. And there was a prenup, so she wasn't going to do very well out of it. Yeah. And she only had a couple of good songs. And apparently, the suicide attempt in Italy wasn't really a suicide attempt. He just like had rehypnol yeah. given to him, and he was drinking, and it fucked up, and he went, you know. So there's just all this weird shit. Do you reckon up. she was sort of Munchausen by proxying him? You know, it's that disease where mums make their kids sick so they get attention and shit like that. She was probably doing that to bit to Kurt, like, oh, he OD'd and shit because. That, that's Courtney like Loves. he's going to divorce me. Oh. As far as I'm concerned, Courtney Love's motivation is continuing attention and the and the ability. and the royalties if he well, dies. Well, the royalties, then, yeah, okay, I guess. But she would have got a lot if he'd lived too. But uh, I mean, no, because she was prenup and oh, she was okay, fucking right. getting divorced. Do you know what record was on his CD player when he died? REM Shiny Happy People. <laughs> um, that song almost makes me want to kill myself though. So that's the other plausible explanation, but. I mean, I don't know. I was mad into Nirvana when I was, I was young. They were like, my dad showed me. I think, I think I might have even just seen it before Kurt Cobain died. Like, yeah, uh, unplugged on TV. Yeah, and he'd, he'd heard about it and watched it, <laughs> and I watched it with him and shit. And then I think just got into him just after, or a bit after he died. And fucking yeah, he was like the original sort of rock star guy for me. But uh, I guess it's pretty fucked up if you if you live that kind of life and have that sort of disposition and have that sort of girlfriend too. <laughs> Yeah, you should watch the Soaked in Bleach one. It's it's crazy. Right. But do Montage Effect first because it makes them out to be these crazy junkies. So you get to see them both being junkies and then like Soaked in Bleach it's more a bit harsh to Courtney. But it's um it doesn't prove anything, but like you should totally watch it. I'm not remembering all the good shit out of it, you know. There's like there's just like bits where you're like, what? Yeah. I wonder if Courtney did it herself or hired someone to do it. They've never sued Tom Grant over it as well, you know. Like he says all this fucked up shit and like has all these recordings and is like I've got more recordings that I can release but you know I can't do it unless they sue me and all this shit so he's like he's in this weird stalemate as well it's like if he gets made to prove himself he's got more shit even that he can't use I don't know it's 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 fucking weird it's sort of weird thinking of it because it's like oh if she did it let's assume she did it and it's like escaping justice but in the same time in my mind I'm like oh but it's sort of like she got the punishment like I could sort of view Courtney Love's life having to live as Courtney Love as being like <laughs> punishment enough <laughs> yeah I mean I would ha- it's sort of it's one of those, it's like her it's like Sharon Stone in Casino going in to get all the clothes from the house and shit kind of thing like just so rich and so like <laughs> um, so just sort of be like fuck off Courtney but you know it's got a daughter <laughs> but no there's yeah Fuck, I wish I could remember more bits out of it. There's just some weird, weird shit in bits. Yeah, it sucks when some of them die young. Jimi Hendrix dying young and Janis Joplin fucking dying young sort of annoys me. Janis Joplin's pretty badass. I listened to one of her records the other day. <laughs> and she fucking just did uh, mad old fucking drugs to death and shit. And so did, uh, so did Jim Dog. <laughs> uh, I, I guess I can talk briefly when we're on music. Is that cool? Like, yeah, fuck yeah. My dad's in a band. I might plug him more. He's putting together a band. They play sort of like... Old, oldies hits but a bit of everything and stuff like that and it's him and another guitarist and basically they want vocalists or keyboardists or bassists and they really want a sort of semi-permanent bassist because then they can sort of audition singers and keyboardists and stuff like that so um, one funny thing they've got like what is it uh, one singer and another guitarist coming up the singer is into like old blues like she's this chick this 50 year old chick and the other guy's like a mad metalhead and stuff but <laughs> this is what you get in amateur sort of bands but they tried this guy out for a little bit the bassist and he was he heaps like sort of swinging one side to the other like yeah yeah like a bit weird and shit my mom's like oh, it's a bit weird and shit like that and you know they played a bit of an assortment of songs and someone played an Alanis Morissette they're like why don't we do one of those and they were discussing it on email 
keep in mind there's like 50 year old men right <laughs> okay, over 50 and stuff like that and <laughs> the guy wrote back and he's like if you think that I'm going to do an Alanis Morissette song then I've got a Fender Stratocaster I can shove up your rear end and my dad's telling me a bit and my mum's like it went on for like 500 words like writing such a massive essay about oh, right. like why and then that's it he led to the he, he left to the band and think, I think my dad's like I don't know how much this will work and he's like oh you can't even go like fire someone face to face and shit kind of thing for like this amateur band and I'm like that guy sounds crazy <laughs> so sorry I know I know nobody knows any of the people in the story I haven't even met him but fucking writing this mad long thing about Alanis Morissette like it's maybe not, some yeah girl with an Alanis Morissette accent kicked him in the head when he was fucked up one day yeah I just can't handle her. Voice. Hey, you. Now I kick my head. But fuck, she's got one hand in her pocket, but another one making a peace sign. I thought, but. Um. So I thought, um, I thought for a little jackass stunt that mm-hmm. I could potentially do, I could get sconed with sixty-three cricket balls. Yes. Um, in memory of Phil Hughes, like in a cricket net or something. I suppose you could. That's, that's your memory? <laughs> it, it is a tribute to him, but it's kind of offensive as well. It's like, fuck you, but it's charity, you know? So Yeah, it is for charity and shit. It's like, so suck is, it. It, is it worse than Brett Lee fucking doing it to... Who do you do it? Piers Morgan, that presenter. <laughs> Smash Fucking him. smashing him. And um, <laughs> I guess, you know, and if I can mention something briefly for a second on cricket offensiveness, there was... And this isn't funny, but there was... Yeah. There was a fucking... A lady called Rosie Batty. She's a domestic violence campaigner. Did you see her son got killed mm, at a sports ground horrible. in the cricket bets by a crazy ex-husband? She's a campaigner. And good luck to her and everything. But I'd heard about it. I've read about it quite a lot. And only about a week ago, I'm like, that's fucked up that her name's Batty. Yeah, it's fucked. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. Yeah. The whole cricket bat scenario. It's pretty fucked up. Um, <laughs> God damn. That's dark. Someone mentioned once that in Britain you can tell someone's sauce if they're buying a baseball bat because no one plays baseball in the country. <laughs> like cops always look for it and shit on the estates. I don't know if I mentioned it to you, but I've been um, dating an anglicised Asian girl okay. named Gay Ping. Yeah. And she's a loose one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> fuck <laughs> is she relation to that Burmese chick ring large <laughs> I remember this fuck story as well from when I was maybe like 8 years old maybe 10 mm. um I remember because my sister gave me shit about it after I did it as well. Mm. We were running around in the Macca's play area after mm-hmm. we'd eaten and everything. Mm. And for some reason, I was just oh, out of nowhere, just like fell to my knees and vomited like a mouthful of food on the <laughs> ground, right? And when I looked up from vomiting on the ground, there was like this six-year-old girl standing looking at me and had just looked at me vomit. And I was like, and smiled at her, right? And then she freaked out and ran away. And my sister's like... Why did you smile at it? <laughs> it was fucking epic. And you were like, fuck, I can't believe I didn't get her number. <laughs> Story of my life. It's on, yeah. 
it's on that notice actually it, it comes back to something as well it's like when we were looking for places and I moved around to a few different complexes and you know how they say that they're child friendly yeah when I go there none of the kids were friendly to me at all <laughs> so I think they should have laws against that <laughs> I haven't you might a, have to make your own app for that uh, one <laughs> yeah. I, I, I haven't had a you know confusion like that since I tried to get a job at a primary school because I said I was good at child rearing and they mentioned all this stuff about like you know teaching them and growing them so <laughs> god damn maybe you should be a lifeguard <laughs> smoke too much <laughs> just at the local pool yeah, just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> an outdoor one maybe an indoor one I couldn't you know that indoor pool noise like when you dip up and down underneath the water and back up <laughs> <laughs> it's always just splashing water and kids screaming <laughs> that and smell of chlorine but cones yep. author and kiddie pool lifeguard oh, it's nice now I've got some writing in my future at least <laughs> um, well, do you have anything there because I, I got a story I can read you if you like but... um, yeah only an old thing so whatever uh, okay um, well I'll mention quickly this is uh, I mentioned you I won't mention his name on the show but I told you who it was before the show. It's someone we, we both know. I don't know him well, but you know a bit, okay? Okay, this is from the uh, what's it from? Sydney Morning Herald, I think. An SBS employee who threatened to kill a police officer's hours after the funeral of a murdered New South Wales police employee was given a 24-month good behaviour bond on Tuesday. This guy, 32, was supported in court by a Dateline chief producer as Magistrate Anthony Spence that said the social media threat had, quote, no comedic value, absolutely none. Mr. Hogan, said his name, <laughs> posted his to his personal Facebook page, right? He said, quote, I'm going to kill a police officer this morning in the name of Allah. The post was visible by any internet user because he had set his Facebook privacy settings to public. At about 10 a.m. on October 17th, up to five police cars and ten police officers arrived at his home when they were tipped off about the post from his Facebook friends. <laughs> he pleaded guilty to using a carriage surface to menace, harass, or, or uh, offend. I know this is long, but it gets funny. Describing the post as, quote, nothing short of stupid or dangerous, police prosecutor Adrian Walsh told Newtown local court that he posted the comments hours after the funeral of murdered police employee Curtis Cheng on Friday, October 16th. Jesus. Mr. Cheng was fatally shot in a terror attack on October 2. Uh, this guy's lawyer said the post was intended purely as satire, quote, albeit an ill-advised piece of satire, and, quote, had absolutely no shred of seriousness to it and argued no conviction should be recorded. She said this man was, quote, staunchly atheist and had no connection with Middle Eastern culture and had consumed 10 pints of beer before posting the threat to social media. He was known for, quote, chaser-style comedic enterprises and produced, quote, self-deprecating videos in his spare time, the court heard. <laughs> but the magistrate sentenced him to a 24-month good behaviour bond. The message needs to be brought home to the public. They simply can't be as reckless as this. So there you go. And that, that's a picture of him there. But, uh, you know, I get sus about these things because, you know, I've liked the good troll every now and then. But That's fuck, yeah. Fuck. Here's the satire. How good is this satire? I'm going to kill a police officer this morning in the name of Allah. Like hours after the funeral of a, a police employer. But what's the relevance of that? Is he sa 
was there any as in the was he even aware of that when he posted well, the cops, it I imagine they had a big funeral, funeral? For, big yeah. funeral for this guy and this was just after this guy got killed when the young kid tried yeah, to yeah, kill yeah, I know, yeah. I know the one you talked so about. the cops are jumpy and shit anyway right and he posted that's that's all I think it is it's just oh, these fucking jumpy cops but he if posted they're so this- on to getting scimitar plastic scimitars off these motherfuckers and they got all this like this surveillance set up on all these people shouldn't they be able to figure out in like a matter of you know like if it's not minutes at least a couple of hours they can figure out this person's not a fucking threat but they have it's to go, pretty fucking not obvious. really they have to go check it out we're, I think it's fair we're on high he posted absent no context right yeah so just on his Facebook page like I'm posting this to my wall yeah I'm going to kill a police officer this morning in the name of Allah yeah, it's, if pretty, I was it's a, hardcore. If I was a commissioner, like, I've said shit worse, but it's generally contextualized. there's no context for that kind of behavior on his page anywhere else or anything, is there? Is it just this completely out of the I book? don't know. I, I hear that he likes Chaser-style kind of comedy. Yeah, so and I don't know. So, don't know. You, no offense to the guy. I'm not well informed enough. But, yeah, I, I can see why police would go to your house. Hmm. But I don't think that a conviction should be recorded for trolling. Well, but yeah. you know, if he was in England, he'd get jail time and shit because they fucking do that for trolling now. Yeah, I learned my lesson. I think luckily because I like a good troll was when we used to have massive email threads between people at work, and I'd send a few trolls and a few fake stories, and I was super bored one Friday afternoon and made up a Melbourne age story about a bomb that had just gone off and kind of killed all these people just for my own amusement <laughs> or whatever and send it through to heaps of people like oh this will be heaps funny and some people like there were some girls and they're like oh like mad upset and like someone else like dude don't do not do that and shit yeah I'm biased I'm biased as well because I knew the party in, involved in, in that question. last story so yeah. as soon as you said the thing I'm just laughing my ass off because yeah. I know how it would, would come out you know what I mean yeah. like from this pissed idiot you know, ten pints of beer—that's probably it again, huh? Yeah, but fuck. <laughs> like I don't know. Like go, going through with it and then doing all this internet policing and shit. The cops are going to be spread pretty fucking thin if it's all for trolling. I think it's slim pickings as well too, though, because from what I fucking these guys in fucking Paris—they did it all off the grid. They weren't doing shit on the fucking internet and stuff like that. So I mean, you know, I, it's a complicated issue. From what I hear, these governments, these departments obviously have pretty massive budgets now and they probably do try and do a decent job of like trying to you know follow stuff but there's there's only so much legit stuff you can follow and there's so much sort of non-serious shit that's easier to follow i suppose well it um it reminds me of this other story that i was going to mention to you just briefly as well Mm -hmm. um basically where i think it sort of relates a bit where the reaction doesn't match what the intention was sure you know because like as as much as i do agree with you yes the police probably should go around to something like that and check it the fuck out um once they figure out that it's a drunk idiot and it's a joke and this you know this person's not affiliated with that religion not from their you know nothing to do with it they should fucking drop it and be like okay and if he's admitted like it's retarded that's you know Okay, but what if we take for on his point of view? I do that. But do you need to find him? What do you need to do? A twenty-four, I don't know, twenty-four month good behavior bond. But, but think of it this way: they say that not only does justice need to be done, but justice needs to be seen to be done. So I agree with you; he's not really culpable for shit. But okay, it's a weird logic web. But they send out like ten cop cars or whatever to this guy here. Any kind of you know, as policy, as anyone who writes something similar, they'll do that up. Yeah. If there's a deterrent to fucking just posting the, that sort of jokey stuff and it saves that stuff in the future, then that could be good. And to be perfectly honest, I think 
if it was funny, I would be more on your side, but it just wasn't funny enough. Yeah, it's not. It's not funny. It was too straight up. Straight up. It's more. It's yeah. It's it's full on trolling, but yeah, I don't know. I'm. I still. I don't know it in in and out enough. But yes, I I sort of side with you, but. I still reckon if there's a conviction and all this shit and you get fucked forever for some little trolley thing, the reaction is a bit over the yeah, top. Yeah, okay, because he's not going to be able to get into America and yeah. shit with that sort of stuff, right? Yeah. They're like, who's this fucking cunt? Oh, he's a fucking menace. He was yeah. making terrorist fucking threats menace. and all this shit. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like raid or whatever. <laughs> like, you're basically a cyber rapist. Yeah. <laughs> I've said some pretty bad stuff online and shit kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. I've done some pretty bad stuff online as well, but that didn't... <laughs> I've done it as well, but they were sitting in the same room, so does that make it better or worse? I don't know. I mean, you know, yeah. <laughs> but I don't really feel bad in and terms of... And it wasn't from a fake account, it was me doing it. I don't it. really feel bad in terms of doing it fucking from resources, but, like, when I troll a progressive forum with a fake account is if I'm a chick and saying that they're misogynist for not letting me carry around a gun because they support gun control. Um... <laughs> You know, that's not really wasting anyone's time but all of ours. But, uh, you know, <laughs> cops have donuts to eat and shit. I don't mind you wasting the time of people that need their time to be wasted. <laughs> I don't know. The whole thing... I've gone off it. I've spent way less time. I used to get sucked into it. But it's just... It's, it's... But I don't know. Is that a deterrent? Like, it is a deterrent, 10 cop cars arriving at your house. Mm. But is it also a waste of police resources? Like It is. But the deterrent might avoid them being wasted again in the future. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I pronounce him okay. So let's say that, let's give him a fine, but not can not record a conviction. Yeah, if they can do that, that'd be cool. Okay, all right. Uh, what eight hundred dollars maybe? Yeah. All right. Yeah. What is it? A month's pay or something? Yeah. yeah, something like that. And stay away from Facebook. And don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't don't drink beer and fucking post shit on Facebook. Legalize marijuana. Hmm. Because then you wouldn't be having these problems. That's true. You'd be like, oh, they should, like, put more flowers on that police officer's casket to make it prettier. It would have come out nice. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's mushrooms or something. (laughs) Fucking... This this cricket player, right? All right, okay. Chris Gale from the West Indies was on TV yesterday. And, I don't know, it's it's another one that could go either way. Um, He basically was hitting on this journalist when she did the um did the interview i'll show you yeah i i've read about this so i i have opinions and such but i haven't actually seen the video and uh, all right okay (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah we just watched the um the thing we might snip that little bit out so yeah yeah so chris gale was just talking to this this uh what where would she be inside of the ground interviewer no okay this is <laughs> okay, what changes it from what I heard is apparently she is a quite respected sports reporter. Yeah. 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 Go on. But he is still a man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I, if he is this renowned ladies' man and he's always just macking on chicks, wouldn't you just have some snappy line to come back with him rather than standing there all butthurt about it and then fucking confused about what you're going to say and then being so dry when you go, but look, oh hamstring injury blah, blah, blah. wouldn't you actually like banter with him and be like shut up like whatever I got a boyfriend or like you know actually d- you know like no, okay. just playing the fucking butthurt female okay. fucking feminist thing just pissed me off a okay. bit. Right. I know he's being a cocksucker like to her face but 
the fact that we can't all just be grown ups and fucking play around a bit. He's testing the water. If she was fucking gagging for the dick right, she would have loved that shit as soon as you fucking said it. But because she's not, she may have a boyfriend, she could be a dyke. There's a whole list of reasons why she may. She may take herself so fucking seriously as this sports journalist that the idea of that is like, oh, it's, it's shocking there and stuff. But like, if a dude was doing it and then, you know, think about it the other way. Like, it'd get blown off or it'd be like, ha ha, and just yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she made the big deal about it, you know? Okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> my point of view. Okay, the actual behavior, it's like they made out like saying, oh, you're blushing, baby. That's normal kind of cocky, yeah, yeah, yeah. cocky flirty talk, right? Cock, yeah. if, this isn't a, if this isn't a bar, it's fair enough, right? Yeah. It's on TV. She's a professional sports reporter. Yeah. She's quite serious about her job, right? Okay, no, no, fair enough, and I agree. You say, like... He's slinging okay, dick 24-7. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. 24-7. But, this guy's never not slinging okay, dick. Okay, but she's know? like... I'm, I'm going to side with the sisters here for, uh, for a second. <laughs> she's in, you know... She's in a difficult position because you say, like, why doesn't she just come, come up something back? First of all, if she buys into it all, she wants to be a serious reporter. She doesn't want to be there as an object of, of, of yeah, sex yeah. and shit, right? So she wants to be that. So fair enough. Second of all is... Well, <laughs> second of all, I suppose, is... Sorry, second point is... Second, second of all, if she comes up with something back, she can come across as bitchy or whatever so quickly sort of thing, so... Yeah, true. I thought I, thought I put that down to bad interviewing, though. <laughs> if she had the skills, she just would have laughed that shit off. But because she's such a butthurt feminist or whatever the fuck's going on inside her little head, she's like... <laughs> was it her that complained about it or what? Or Maybe it... some cunt's yelling in her ear like, don't respond to him, don't respond to him, and it's confusing live on air and I'm not giving her a credit, but I don't know. You can just tell this dude wait, is wait, a fucking what did she actually cocky do? jerk. What did she do? Did she complain? How was, who complained? Was it Twitter feminist or did she complain and she was upset and stuff? And... Well, this guy's been like asked to make a public apology which he kind of didn't he kind of did a sorry yeah. not sorry and yeah, shit, yeah. which is just as hilarious because that's all it is this dude wants to fuck all the bitches right yeah i know but so I'm and saying, he can't turn it off yeah so don't interview him okay yeah okay but I'm get saying, a dude to interview him i know i thought this was a if he's a renowned ladies man why are they sending this this pretty attractive woman to go interview him I that's fucking that's like baiting the motherfucker you know like I thought this was a gentleman's game you know <laughs> I just feel like to put it it's big bash or whatever right so it's sort of it, that's it, entrapment man. yeah yeah it, your big beautiful right? eyes I, I just feel that like obviously okay I'm not annoyed at him for doing it but it, <laughs> the article I read said that like when the reporter was like I visited them once after they'd lost it was 10am they're around the pool it looked like a Nelly video clip they were smoking <laughs> they were smoking cigars that was his word so so he's obviously obviously he he's the big dog right he can do what he wants so I don't know I just feel like if he knew and she did have a little bit of respect in the community as a sports thing then perhaps it would have been the more uh, chivalrous I don't think he would have done anything differently that's what I think he's just this fucking cocky jerk and it's like don't get butthurt about it because some girls actually dig it you know well, you know, yeah, people looking from that angle. But how, like, if you're a dude, how are you ever supposed to know if the girl you want to flirt with wants you to flirt with her? You don't. You just have to try it out, and if it doesn't work, sometimes the bitch just shuts up on mic, you know, and goes, "Oh shit, what am I supposed to say?" But sometimes they're like, "Oh," oh and it, then she'll be like, "Oh, know. that's kind of nice. I'll speak to you later." It's a weird angle that everyone's taken because I'm watching it, and I'm like, "What? When did black guys start being allowed to speak to white women?" You know, <laughs> but. <laughs> I guess since the Wendy's beat the fucking the Brits or whatever pretty convincingly uh, there's a good documentary about that by the way I forget what it's called fuck I watched it but 
Um, I don't know. I, f- I've, I actually feel... I don't feel sympathy with the stupid outrage bubble that arises out of everything these yeah, days. Yeah, I think I'm just outraged at the outrage. I'm not really yeah. condoning his um, behaviour, but I'm just saying yeah. I understand it and there's no reason to get so You're, shitty no. about stuff that makes no fucking I see what you mean. And obviously, let's be honest, there's a sort of sense of the thing that, like... Well, you know, if there's times that kind of uh, uh, if it uh, keeps going that no, direction. if there's times that like a woman a, a woman has been sort of like bitchy or whatever to you, they'd be like, oh, I wish I could go complain about this to the media and get a bunch of sympathy and stuff. But uh, um, <laughs> but I don't know, I don't know. What does it matter? Fuck it, it doesn't even really it doesn't matter. even matter at all. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I kind of in the end of it, I guess you kind of I will side with her because I've been calling him a cocky jerk the whole time. He's being a dick, but. You know, from that side, it's like, how are you supposed to ever know? You don't ever know. You just fucking test it out, and then you either get slapped in the face or you get the kiss. You know? Yeah, no, I I agree. I just think that like the kids are interested in the cricket. You know? Like, <laughs> like uh, it, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Gail should choose um a new a new fucking way to make money. Like, Who, who's an example of sort of okay, that's sort of let's say a badly behaved sports star. Let's say Tiger Woods, that sort of thing. Who would you say is the exemplary sportsman? out of any discipline and field who, who is like sort of a, n- not in terms of like oh I'm the biggest baddest dog but sort of just like the classiest the most respected it's hard to say mm. like Roger Federer probably is but I don't really care that much yeah neither um, yeah probably him I guess I was going to say some fighters but they're not it's not mainstream enough for everyone yet to name fighters yeah so. yeah yeah it's not really like I guess they're all... Yeah, Federer is probably, probably the nicest, I guess. Yeah, Jordan had a gambling addiction. Thorpe's gay. They all end up lying to us in the end. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Donald Bradman was pretty cool, I guess. Let's, let's stick with him. So, yeah. Uh, I heard he was a prick. Yeah, he probably was a bit of a prick, actually, and stuff. <laughs> I wonder how he would have reacted to that. But I, either way, in fairness to that chick, apparently she is a, a good sports reporter who actually yeah. knows her stuff, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what happens when you threaten the cops and fucking flirt live on air, I suppose. You know, I guess uh, that's just the way it is. And to try and bring it back around to something that's, you know, well, some learned voices on, on the issue and stuff like that. Um, I thought we could end with a couple of, a couple of quotes here. Um, one of them that I thought was interesting, it's uh, by G.K. Chesterton. And he's talking about utopias, you know, how people like... You know, it's good to imagine that there's perfect worlds and we can all be better and stuff like that, but, you know, it's important to be a little bit sceptical of it. And he says, The weakness of all utopias is this, that they take the greatest difficulty of man and assume it to be overcome, and then give an elaborate account of overcoming the smaller ones. They first assume that no man will want more than his share, and then are very ingenious in explaining whether his share will be delivered by car or balloon. And I I think that sort of... uh, I guess this other quote sort of like you know follows up as well this is V.S. Naipaul a Nobel winning author and he says the world is what it is men who are nothing who allow themselves to become nothing have no place in it and I guess that's what Chris Gale was doing when he talked talked to that reporter and stuff um you know I suppose it, it's it's just about action <laughs> make that shit happen Make, make that shit happen and stuff and uh thanks for coming back to us uh all our listeners we'll try and um pump up some new ones for the new year get this weekly back on sorry it's been a little time off and sure apologies for the disgusting rattling if it makes it through the noise filter this week 
It's my uh, graphics card on my computer has finally shit the bed after seven years, and yep. I got a new one that should get here in a couple of days, and we should be back to uh, some good, we'll no fucking fan rattle podcast. We're having brand new technology. We're going to have like fucking two packs hologram. We'll be able to deliver this fucking podcast to you and everything. Um, Send your uh, emails to Cones and Doe. Yeah, we never mention that, do we? That's what we need to do. Cones and Doe do at gmail.com. That's uh, it. C-O-N-E-Z-A-N-D-D-O-H at gmail.com. Yeah, Cones and Doe. And, uh, also Don't forget to include your height, eye color, and hair color, and sizes. Yep, and address. Um, <laughs> and... <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and also, tell people to listen to this. If you enjoyed this, I'd... I don't know what's wrong with you. Uh, no, but if you enjoyed this first episode, I don't know what you're thinking and stuff, but this is <laughs> this is Cones and this is Doe, and that's about all we can do is come on here and fucking have a little chat about fucking the things that matter to us. Um, and so tell a friend to listen to it if you had a good laugh. I certainly had fun. Fuck yeah, brother. It's been good. I'm glad we're back on the, in the saddle. So this week, I believe, we've got a... A song of my 2011 mixtape mm-hmm. called "Confusing Space Time" mm-hmm. by Snake Eyes. You can, uh, if you search that and get it on, you can probably get it on Mediafire or some shit like that. There's a whole bunch of tracks. They're all remixed to pop songs and um, in weird ways. And yeah, check it out. It's pretty epic. But this one coming up is going to be Training Days, and uh, we can let you pick what song it's been remixed with. You should find out by the end, anyway. Yeah, the music's just yeah, to, I think, bring us back to reality after this, uh, <laughs> the, the intense sort of psychic space in which we were debating. I like this track, too. Fuck yeah, cheers, buddy. Well, I, I guess we better Eiffel Tower each other. Yeah, man. Until next week. Oh, watch out for terrorists underneath the Eiffel. Um, it's been good. We'll try and get it more regular. Fucking, yeah. Cool, Fucking, man. Yeah? Go shoot a cop and uh, praise Allah. <laughs> See you, Ken. Test case. See ya. <laughs> the fight was scheduled. That was the first mistake. Gotta worry about who's getting hit and who's about to break your dump your crowbar. Now you can prove what to do when someone waves a weapon at you. Jump kick, a couple of knuckle sandwiches and a headlock. You took one hit and now it's deadlocked. They come in with the kick to fuck the bitch and now this bitch is screaming. Situation soured out, smoking green with my team. Got some knots for us. Fuck a car, I'm steaming or maybe siphoning. I'm about as fresh as a seed. You can't eat me. Remember the time you showed me how to roll with Genesis, not music. The green premise and smoke prelude. I was one of two who understood you. Smoke religion, change the scripture. Under Taking a bike lane and then I slipped your point across at you vampires and crash your crypt. Come close to this and Christmas wishes on stitches split. Straight Malibu runs through me. You're holding me together, peace to Mary for making mom's day and rhymes better. I'm talking clean, slash a snake bite, no any venom. Enjoy your introduction, cause you said it's been severed. With the hiss, I piss you off. A rapper ring around you singing Irish jig about a beat down on the block, on the beat downtown. Stumbling with the shackles round your ankles. Making finger paintings, mug shots, you lost your ounces. <laughs> uh-huh. 
pain and cuts Don't wanna cause a fuss But seriously, they should've used cuffs Even though he wasn't conscious The short ride was enough to wake up Enough to sock up and get the brains Take to play tough Check it, he hears the latch on the back door Now it's war, now it's on Bring it on and fucking smash my skull To capture huge hogs and dumping and rumbling Slam down the chick pig But causes little pain Fumbling, start legging, they draw weapons, the fun's ended You're getting off, so your smile's sweating, we ground 11 Plenty of D's on the trail, so you let them know you know P.O. Your hoes can fucking blow a goat, I know you don't I'll choke your throat, you both and toast, I praise the ghost and leave your posted Blazing, get roasted, it's getting mad, sketchy, slinging in the CBD Your DSP is DSB, you rookie, smuggle rock in the parliament house in a cookie bag, what's your pussy bear? You're fully set, your style's cramped, snake will get tricked and add to your dramas. Elliot Farmers give it up with face with bananas. If they don't, it's a real estate acquisition without permission, precise precision. When busting, fighting, shooting, jism, it's all rhythm. Pass my thoughts like a blunt, spread the word around, dish my rhymes in bulk. Cater for the party crowd Pass my thoughts like a blunt Spread the word around Dish my rhymes and bump Cater for the party crowd The repercussions will fuck you Muppets Puppets on strings You sucker, you puffet You wanna dutch with the king The prophets will bust and pop Nuggets slinging in the wrong suckers You need cover, catch you fucking Leave you with the bloody rubber My stutter don't fuck up my words This one fucks up your girls I spin the twirl and lick the drilling More underground, the world don't know better Drop the clutch, sped up When I bust your float like feather Snatch cream, you're fed up Snatch cream fed up, you must have been set up My rhymes are toxic, just fit a spiker in your cup I got the sick tongue drastic, the ladies go spastic They breaking backs from the violent orgasmic I kill the blow like a porno, deliver to your chin Now it's internally ruptured, it's cleaners from within Catch your back, kick front on, you best run on You're late, but what? Nah, come on, it's snake I don't fake when I'm freeing, but I don't do it often enough I'm European, but I'm not I'm Ian, snake saber, slave tapiant, yeah I'm Australian, but I'm a pain in your cadence. Begin your failure, no patience, check my flow status, going hard and fat like Josh Casper. If you had this page, you couldn't say it, touch it, I might break it. Now you're in a body cast and you fucking still can't get signed. Come and see the vest, MCRMF. Come and see the vest NCRMF Collect and deck respect No contract required, motherfucker I keep it clean to the finish Calamity collapse Corrected snakes Constructive consciousness But I punch through it You just blew it Snake or cock and strike Can bleed your mind white That's right, that's right Hit you up down to the last buck With the grace and case of a swinging nunchuck I subtract from your plush, now divide your times Cause snakes rhymes and rhyme.